Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan, and we are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. Now sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? What's up, Bunky? What's going on, everybody? <sighs> happy, what? It's after Thanksgiving, so now it's what, happy Christmas time, I guess? I guess the countdown begins, oh, I guess, in a way. And see, now, now it's that time that I tell y'all that I don't like when oh, the whole boy. world just becomes Christmassy. And then it doesn't help. I got a jacket or it's gotten cold in Miami now. So expect okay. attitude from me the next couple of weeks. But I'm super happy today because the stories look super juicy. And there's one story, two stories in particular I'm super excited about tonight. All right. Okay, Al, how are you feeling tonight? Hey, I'm hanging in there. Did you make it to California, Claudia? Oh, my God. I had to buy a last-minute ticket with 45 seconds left to get on the flight and then landed, and it was a two-hour ride. I'm out in Pomona, and I stopped filming tomorrow my film. So, yeah, I'm here. I'm in a hotel. It's not – it ain't the huge. And <laughs> yeah, thank God. Let, let's just say thank God for the green screen because I, I got it looking a hot ass mess. Right? <clears throat> Anyways, I'm glad I made it. When I first signed in for the sound check, Funky said, You look like you've been road hard and put away wet. And I did, you know what? It didn't even make me mad because I'm like, You are right. <laughs> you are right. It was one of them days, you know. Yeah, but you pulled it together. You pulled it together real quickly. So you look at this five minute makeup on. I'm tired. But okay, uh, y'all drinking tonight? No. No, absolutely. My buttery Chardonnay. The way Thanksgiving that week put it on me, I need to flush my whole system. So I am drinking some sweet tea tonight. I am with you. You know, I got even though I was working early out there in New York, I have a friend well, one of my friends who is just. When I go out there, the liver is getting poisoned. I'm just going to say that, you know who you are. And I feel like you was trying to sabotage me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but it was fun. All right, let's get to these topics. We have an update on the uh, situation with Diddy. Diddy has temporarily stepped down from his chairman position at Revolt. Capital Preparatory Charter Schools also announced the end of their partnership with Diddy. I mean, did y'all see this coming? Did you think it would happen this quickly? Uh, Al, what do you think? Um, I would hope so, only because for the invested interests of all his investors and the stockholders of his different co companies and also the companies that he's associated with. Like now it's it's different when you have one uh, <clears throat> civil lawsuit, but then when you have multiple, then it's only best that they separate or distance themselves until after, you know, everything is settled. Right. Uh, Q, what do you think about this? Is it over for, for Diddy? Almost well, definitely. And you know what? To be honest with you, Claudia, it didn't happen fast enough, in my opinion. Like I said on a previous show, a friend and I were talking. And although Diddy may have enough money to sustain him for the rest of his life and then some, it's going to be a life in exile. Um, he's no longer going to be invited to the parties. Who in their right mind will be caught in a photo with him? I mean, let, let, let's be for real here. Are, are Jay-Z, Jermaine Dupree, and Beyonce really going to be standing in front of the Rockefeller Center in front of a Christmas tree with Puff Daddy, despite the fact that they may have been friends for the last 30 years? They might have even gone to high school together. It's just not a good look for anyone, any brand, or anything. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. So it's a wrap for the Met Gala. It's oh, a yeah. for the Grammys, all these yeah. award shows coming up. Yeah. Um, I, I got to give um, props to the only African-American male in the business that has been bold enough to really call it out. I'm going to go ahead and say 50 Cent has been keeping his foot on the neck of Diddy and kind of holding him accountable. Like he's like, like he's not he's fearless of Diddy, where I think a lot of people have business ties with them, have issues, have they're scared. 
And I, I mean, some people say he's trolling, but you know, I'm sure a lot of the victims are like, yeah, get him. You know, like he's, he's coming out of his neck. You know, a bigger question, Claudia and Al is, and I know I hate to do this to my Miami sister, but Carisha, the people want to know what you going to do. <laughs> the, the, the people, why, the people want to know if Carisha is cutting ties. I got you, Claudia. I keep the people want to know if Carisha is going to cut ties. And you know, you know, me and a friend were talking, which that's going to be difficult because she, um, you know, her show is on Revolt and all those different things. Al, so what do you think about Carisha's relationship with Diddy? I think it's going to be interesting, Q. Like you said, um, this is this is this is when you get tested about relationships as well as friendships to see if they are real or if they're performative. And I am definitely interested in seeing where Carisha is going to land on this spectrum because she is kind of new. She's only been around, what, for like the last two years or so. He's really been riding and, 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 and hanging out with her quite a bit, even through the ups and downs. I, I think this. I think she's actually the perfect litmus test. What about his daughters? Yeah. yeah does, got, he, does he have custody? I didn't mean to cut you. Does he have custody? Yeah, and the twins he has with Kim Porter, they uh, when she passed, they live with him. So I wonder how they feel with all the stuff coming out about their mother's death. Um, there's got to be some, imagine the tension in that house. Like, they probably like, well, dad, you know? And, uh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, it's too funny. So Chris Brown was accused of being anti-Semitic after spotted, <laughs> being spotted, hanging out with Kanye West in Dubai, child. Chris Brown was not here for the backlash and posted the following message. Let me make this perfectly clear before y'all try to use me as a pawn. I'm a Piru. I ain't Muslim or Jewish. I'm trying to be peaceful. But please do not wake up the demon in me. Al, do you think hanging out with someone whose problematic views make you guilty by association? I think it can. I think it can. And I and, and in this case, especially because, you know, Kanye has done a lot. And, and he spoke a lot in the anti-Semitic space. He's made comments, whether it was close to being anti-Semitic or not. He still is playing with the fire, it looks like, in a way. And in this case, Chris Brown hanging out with him and them partying, partying ain't getting caught dancing to that song could be problematic for people to view him in the same vein or in the same eye that they view Kanye. Now, this is a deal. Does he really know what anti-Semitic means? Because well, the way he answered doesn't have anything to do with the anti-Semitic um, accusation. We understand that a Piru is a gang member, right? It's a blood mm -hmm. gang in, in, in L.A., which I think particularly from Compton, um, California. So I, I'm, I'm just kind of confused as what was he trying to say? Was he saying, you know, you don't want to start none, don't be none because me and the gang would take you down? Or what was the association or the correlation that he was making by saying that he was a Piru? I, I took that he was like, I got nothing to do with it. I'm over here in this whole different realm. Like, I, I'm neither. Because you cannot say anything about, you know, even, like I said, even being empathetic to the children victims of Palestine is being viewed and being punished as if you are being anti-Semitic and anti-Israel. And you know mm. how that goes down in this business. So I feel like he's seen what's going on. He's been canceled enough. He's like, hey, I, I'm a gang member. I'm neither. He thinks that's better than, you know, I don't know, the anti-Semitic charges, I guess, you know? You know, for me, I <clears throat> I take this story particularly personal and, and, and I'm going to try to be careful here. So I live on Miami Beach, which is a, a very wealthy, predominantly Jewish community and atmosphere. And there is this thing going on right now with American Jews where if you don't boldly stand with Israel and if you don't exclaim it out loud, then they're automatically casting you as anti-Semitic. To Al's earlier point, I'm going to be very honest with you, and it's, it's going to sound ignorant. A lot of black people don't even know all the ingredients necessary to be anti-Semitic. All right. I had a Jewish friend who had to educate me. I made the joke one time. It was something to the effect of child, because, you know, the Jewish people got all the money. And she was like, that's anti-Semitic. And I'm like, what the hell? I don't have a problem with Jewish people. What do you mean me saying child, the Jewish people got all the money is anti-Semitic? 
Then she gave me this history lesson about how the Jews were the only ones allowed to be bankers way back when, and they, they were persecuted for being a banker. And I'm like, who the hell is walking around knowing this? Right. Who is walking around knowing all of these different ingredients that make somebody anti-Semitic? So to Al's point, when he said he's a Piru, he ain't Muslim or Jewish, I'm honestly convinced that he does not even know what actions of his that may be considered anti-Semitic because right. I was walking around saying what I said as a compliment. Black people would bend over backwards for the world to view us as having all the money. And here it is saying that to somebody, your cast is anti-Semitic. So Jewish people, please calm down just a little bit and have a little grace with some of us because we honestly are not very educated in all of the ingredients that require someone to be anti-Semitic. We are used to racism coming in the form of saying, you, you this, you that, burning crosses. We can see and understand that. All the subliminal and the coded language and stuff, we're not educated on that. So give us a break. Mariah Whitney said it's anti-Semitic because it's a dangerous stereotype. You know what's funny? I hate that we can talk about Black people and we can say the N-word and nobody's going to get mad and threaten us, like, you know, to cancel us. going to be no problem. We can talk in the most demeaning way about Black people, Latino people, Muslims, every other category. But with this particular group, even saying something that we would deem complimentary, like, y'all got it going on, is like, we're so in check where we can't even, like, and I don't think that's fair. Like, that is not equality in any level. Like, we're, it's, it's, I think that is dangerous where you can't even, you can't say anything. We're getting punked and bullied to not be able to say anything and be fair. No one is trying to be anti-Semitic. We'd actually like a place, Black people of all people know what it means to be oppressed. And it's not a, the oppression Olympics, but let's not get it twisted here. You know what I mean? Like, if anyone can understand, it's us. I actually always have always thought that the blacks and the Jews should have a more, uh, more, more camaraderie with what our history is and our people, what we have gone through. So everybody calm down, like you said. All right. A man has been arrested after stripping down to his underwear and crawling around. It's the It's a Small World ride at Disneyland. Take a look. You, you know what it kind of reminded me of, Funky and Al? You and Miss Kenny down at the bar. Uh, <laughs> and y'all be feeling yourself. You know, I'm just okay, feeling Okay, that, that's a good one. That's a good Listen, you know, and, 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 and full disclosure, you know, of course, me and Miss Kenny be sauced up. He probably was drunk or on drugs or something, too. But his his he should definitely go to jail, and here is why. That was done at Disney World. It's little kids. If he was going to do that, he should have did it at Epcot Center because Epcot is boring and they need entertainment at damn Epcot Center. He definitely needs to go under the jail. And in 2023, teenagers, kids, young people, old people, antics for IG is played. It's late. Like in, in 2024, being classy is the new black. Like being educated <laughs> is the new black. Doing doing stunts for likes, it's so old now. Going to college is the new black. Like being professional is the new black. I'm just putting y'all up on the new news so y'all could be ahead of the curve come 2024. Well, I'm gonna tell you, Funky, I really don't think that it was an antic. I think that drug hit him, whatever drug he was on, and finally he was took hold. <laughs> Baby, he dropped out of all those clothes. There was a scene, if you watch the whole video, he took off all his clothes like immediately, like something hit him and said, get naked immediately. Now, this is a sad part. Whether it was an antic or whether it was drugs, this young man faces a sexual offender um, um, possible charging. He should. He's got to remember, he got naked in a children's park, right? And this happened in the state of California, if I'm not mistaken. And so in the state of California, for 10 years, if he's, a, if he's convicted of a felony or a misdemeanor, it does not matter. He has to register as a sex offender. Mm -hmm. And that's the super sad part here. So whether he was doing it for likes or was he was he, whether he was doing it for, for virality or if he was just simply 
you know, feeling that high, he now has 10 years of being classified as a sex offender. And if that's the case, he has to register with the police department and the chief of police of where he lives. And he has restrictions on where he can go everywhere from any type of kid oriented type of facility, school or park. So I just find this to be sad all around for this young man. And I and I, I it, next time, you know, you don't want to get high and take off your clothes at Disneyland. Anyone that's done E before that is giving bad batch of E, mm. MDMA, Molly, and it just hit and he just want to get out them clothes and feel mm. good. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, don't ask me how I know. I just heard. <laughs> All right. Coming up next. Can you remain friends with an ex and later Beyonce is done being a people pleaser? Keep it here. We'll be right back. Child, welcome back to TGIF, honey, the only live television show on TV where any damn thing can happen. But we professionals and we pros and we love it, baby. Glad y'all are watching. Tamar Braxton and her ex-boyfriend, Jeremy Robinson, they seem to be on good terms after posting a couple videos together from the Falcons game. Al, would you remain friends with your ex? Um, I think I could remain friends with my ex, but I think in this situation, it was just last week he was like making fun of her, right? Or embarrassing her with Tom being, you know, going out with Tommy Lee. I don't know what's going on here. I'm sorry, Q. I'm trying my best to be professional here, but this is messy and I don't care how it looks at all. It is still super messy. It, it gives me mess tease. I don't like it. I mean, what it's telling me is that both of them love the blogs. Both of them love the internet, love being talked about on the internet. The two of them are two peas in a pot. And maybe that's what it is that makes them such a great love connection because they both get each other in their messy ways. I mean, because I mean, I thought that they, I thought that they were both over the mess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought that they were both wishing each other well. I thought they were both had moved on. But after Tommy Lee has entered, entered the chat, now they are back together. Ah, I don't know. It just seems awkward and weird, and it seems way out of their age group, age you know, bracket. Sorry. When, when we first did the story about them breaking up, you know, and, and the way that he just, in my opinion, sprayed Tamar and yeah, that's what I was act, thinking, acting kind of queeny in a rush to like put the information out there, and they split up. I thought that was the end of it. Now, listen, we live in the real world and none of us can judge because I'm pretty sure all of us have gone back and forward with a love, a lover, a time or two in our lives. I have said this on this show a thousand times. Just keep your relationship off of social media. Then you can take all your L's in private. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have to know that y'all are back interacting with one another. And what is the point? Right. And then when right. you factor in the Tommy Lee thing, I, for the life of me, I want to give Tamar the benefit of the doubt and say she is too mature to be fighting with the likes of Tommy publicly on the Internet and that she would go back and get Jeremy just to prove a point to Tommy. I'm going to give my girl a little more credit than that. Well, ain't However, that what this look like? But that, that's what that's what it's looking like. But right. things ain't always what they appear to be. Okay. But Tamar, sis, don't you let this white man embarrass you. Do Again. not let this white man embarrass you, sis. Take his ass off of social media until y'all figure out lock, stock, and barrel what y'all doing. I'm going to jump in on this one. I think Tamar is too amazing of a talent, too big of a star to deal with a, a, a father of six using other women as a pawn. Was that to get you back? Because, you know, you, you see your ex with someone else. You kind of want them back sometimes. And it, 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 again, like you said, that's what it seems. And Tamar, my bad. If we got the story wrong, we going by what we can see on social media. And this guy should not have the power to be able to play with you, play games with you. He really should not. And mm -hmm. I I can't believe that he's got this power like that. But that shows you how hard it is out in these streets these days for everybody. Even mm -hmm. if you are famous, rich, look good, got it going on. And uh, 
it look, did you guys see the DMs that that Tommy posted saying mm-hmm. showing that he invited her to the game first? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Tamar was like, not so fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're gonna find you a better dude. All right, Anita Baker. Hold on, hold on, don't, don't, but don't put too much chip on your dip, too much dip on your chip with this story now. Take it, take it slow, take it slow, and be polite, and be polite. She ain't, get, polite, you, she ain't polite get, to them kids. You will get cussed out on this thing tonight. <laughs> messing, with, messing with Miss Baker. Well, I uh, might as well get ready to get cussed out. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Anita Baker is catching some heat after coming out two hours late to her show and spending most of the concert correcting her tech crew. Watch this clip. I just need to take one more minute. This ledge is not on. And your LED light is going to show you that it's not on. Because there's no output. Your LED light is just blank. It will show you that it's not on. Okay, I was about to go in, but I really can't because with all the issues I've been having my Wi-Fi and y'all see my screen just fall down <laughs> back. I'm going to go ahead and pass it on to Funky. Okay, well, the, first of all, I don't want anybody out there because y'all have let Lauren Hill bamboozle y'all for over two decades and she only made one CD in 1997 and y'all wait days, years, hours, weeks, and months for Lauren Hill. Anita Baker is allowed to have whatever reason she was late, and I don't even think she was late for two hours. The second thing about it, her and her voice is a national treasure. When you get dressed and you spray on that old funky-ass white diamonds getting ready to go down to an Anita Baker concert, you are looking to hear the songstress in her full regalia and glory. If that sound was not right, y'all would be the same people on the internet trying to down this woman and tarnish her whole damn legacy over one concert. What that got to do with her being two hours late? She wasn't rude. She told the people, listen, she said, it ain't working in this speaker. And I'll say this, when I went to her residency in Vegas, there were some small issues here and there, and she did the same thing politely and the concert went on. We're going to give mama the same damn grace that y'all been giving Lauryn Hill ass, mentally ill ass, for the last two decades. Oh, oh, but we don't give Lauryn Hill grace. We be <laughs> going all. in on her No, y'all still, y'all still buy her ticket. <laughs> and I don't buy nothing from her. Uh, so let me get to these comments. Al's Funky Jordan, who to me has been killing it with the comments, said, Anita... Anita walked so Lauren could run late. Uh, <laughs> Cash Green said, Anita didn't do nothing at the concert in Memphis but yodel and talk. Ooh. And Melissa Douglas said, if she would have been there on time, she would have had everything corrected. <laughs> Al, how do you feel about this? I feel like... I just think? feel like people, icons like Anita and Lauren, when they start to do stuff like this, you're not only being disrespectful to your fans, but honestly, you're being disrespectful to your legacy because you end up on shows like this where you end up being fodder and we're foddering about icons. We're talking about Anita Freaker Baker, one of the best to ever do it. And why are we talking about you like this in your last few days of your performing history? It just doesn't make sense to me. And the second thing is when you start showing up late, and you start complaining a whole lot and you got a problem with everybody, it makes me feel as an attendee and as a fan that you don't really want to be there. Like, do you really want to be there? And if you do, why are you there? Are you there because you need the money? Mm-hmm. Are you there because your fans adore and love you and can't wait to hear you perform? So that's all I'm saying. And the fact that I have these questions in my mind lends me to believe that we don't want her to go out like this. She's an icon. We love her so just for me for your fans and anita for your legacy can we just try to do less of this so we can talk more about how great you are about how great your music is and that memory lasts on and on instead of the bad stuff that's all i'm saying protect funky, you your might, legacy funky you might be laughing for the same reason i am when he was saying it, i said that sound like each one of us at some point during the show we don't okay. show it up man i want to be here attitude complain about things yeah but we're not two hours late Listen, and we come and we give a good show because we respect our fans. Things, things, we're going to give Miss Baker some grace 
until we find out why she was late. For all we know, the tour bus had a flat tire oh, and God. it's not her fault. All right. <laughs> oh, now, it's a different story if she's sitting in the back waiting on a chai latte tea, acting like a diva. I am going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say she is uh, uh, seasoned enough that she was late for a legitimate reason. While we have heard about her attitude, and Mama Do got a bad attitude per her legacy, we've never heard about her being habitually late. That ain't her thing. So we're going to give her a little grace. All right. Uh, I'm sure this won't be the last Anita Vegas story. I'm going to see her again in uh, Birmingham uh, at the top of the year. I need you to get oh, a nice. picture with her. If yeah. she let, she don't be letting the people back. That, that, this will be my third time seeing her within a two year span. As you know, I love me some Anita, but I'll be there in Birmingham to see her at the top of the year. All right, we're gonna pray you get that picture. All right, Kylie Jenner spilled some tea on her friendship with Jordan Woods. Kylie shared that her friendship with Jordan never actually ended; they just kept it a secret. She said, "Jordan and I, we always stayed in touch throughout the years, and we would meet up at my house and catch up and just talk through everything. We never fully cut each other off." Does this information surprise you? Do you believe it? Do you think it's true? Al, what do you think? Um, no, it doesn't surprise me. They are Kardashians and they're all about image. This story pissed me the freak off. I, I mean, honestly, why, why, Jordan, they spewed you, girl. They ran you through the ringer. They called you a house wrecker. They called you a whore. They called you everything but your name, Jordan Woods. Why would you allow that? And, and for four years, this happened in 2019, they drug you, You're, they stained your name for God's sake. Like, listen, woman, I know that they are a powerful family, but gee whiz, to think that you let them do all of that to you in your name and you were cool with it because y'all were still meeting for lunch at her house because she couldn't be seen with you out in public. I don't know, guys. I didn't like how this came out. I didn't like how it felt. It feels desperate on Jordan's side and it feels opportunistic on Kylie's side. Sorry, I said it and I meant every word of it. It's no reason that young lady should take this from them. She did not do anything that deserved any of that. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I feel like it's a PR thing because now everybody's like, well, how could you done your friend like that now that the ties have turned? I, I don't really believe it. I think that this is fake news because if you really were friends and you could meet with me every Sunday and we're chopping up at your house and you're sitting there letting the world drag, drag me by me. my edges, there's no way I'm coming to your house the next week. I think it's BS. I think this is um, PR to like clean it up and make it look like, no, I, I never really abandoned her all the way. Well, well, privately, just publicly. And Jordan, you be, I, I'm rooting for you, girl. I hope you did not let this girl play in your face and not stand up for you publicly. And you were still going to hang out with her in the weekends. You, no, 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 no. So here's the thing. If, if, mm. if this is fake news and PR, then Jordan, you are a special kind of fool times two, right? You let them play you once and you've been played again. I'm going to take the story for face value and mm -hmm. assume that it is the truth. Assuming that it is the truth, um, there are a lot of things here. Um, number one, unpopular opinion. While this scandal may not have felt good, it worked out for Jordan's good. All right. Jordan got a lot of play. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know who Jordan Woods was until this whole thing went down. Now, granted, her father's money afforded her to be able to live in the neighborhood and to rub elbows with them. But we're not going to sit up here and pretend like being associated with them did not benefit her in some type of way socially factoring in the fact that she's a young girl as well you know i i, I get it at, at 20 something years old guys you know life was a popularity contest it was about who mm. wore the best clothes and who had the best you know she's not as seasoned in, in life as we are to really see this thing for what it is and maybe she just you know, honestly, missed her friend. I'm going to write the whole thing off to being young, to this being part of her journey. And if the friendship is not genuine, time will tell. When she becomes our age, she'll look back on this thing and either the friendship will be solid or she'll be like, I was a damn fool in my 20s and never again. But nevertheless, it's her relationship. It's her life. She got Jake. Well, she 
I was going to say, this is another lie that the Smiths told. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, but, you know she, got, she got a mama. And Her mama it, was probably in on it. You know, so, yeah, put it this way. When somebody do you wrong and you still run back to them, your ass getting something out the deal. All right? So this ain't the a Jordan situation. It, it, whether it's social currency or not, she sees some value in being there. Jordan is winning now, though. She's in a great relationship with a man that really loves her. And I think he's an NBA player. And she's, like, looking good. I think she got more deals now. She did win in the end, but she had to go through it for a few years. We have a few comments. Yeah, Make It Make Sense said, Miss Woods, tell them to give you a public apology, which I agree with Miss Woods. Jordan, I think that that's the least that you can ask for. Uh, is getting a public apology, seeing how they dragged you. And Latricia Thomas said, it's definitely calculated. They don't do anything without a motive behind it. And I agree. I just want, want Jordan to get her piece of the pie. If if we run in a scam, let us all benefit from the scam. Right. right. All right, y'all. Coming up next, Beyonce is done being a people pleaser. And later, Natalie Nunn may not be as wealthy as she says she is. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I could have used this a few years ago when I was going through it. You know, you got the money coming. You don't want to ask anyone for a loan. You can just loan it to yourself and make good on it yourself. Make earning a part of your financial routine and Join earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download the Earnin app today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in T under podcast. Then you sign up. It'll really help the show if you add T under podcast. Now, subject to your available earnings, daily max and pay period max, see earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Funky, you rich now, but once upon a time, you would have used this. Or would you use this now? Oh, let me tell you guys, you guys are going to be over the moon with how I actually use Earn In right now. Uh, I have got a lot of money outstanding that people owe me. And so I'm just arbitrarily, I got to cut off. I'm not loaning any more money. I don't care if it's $20. I don't have it. But to keep me from feeling bad, when I tell people no, I'm able to provide them with an alternative, which is earn in. I'm like, listen, I, you know, my, my stuff a little shaky right now. I can't, can't help you in a moment, but you know, at my job, we talk about this service called earn in and about 90% of the people that I refer to, they've come back to me and said, you know what Q, thank you so much for that, that that got me what I needed until my next payday. So for those of you guys who like me, who are sick and tired of people always coming to you, send them to earn in. That's a great idea. Ain't it? Ain't it? Yes. Isn't yeah. that how? Just refer them over to the app, but I ain't got it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that is a good idea, Q. Yeah. But you know, the best thing that I like about earning, especially during the Christmas holidays, because that's when you become, in my opinion, the most strapped, is you don't have to work. You don't have to wait weeks. You don't have to wait days to get your money. And in addition to that, you don't have to pay any mandatory fees. You, you don't have to take a loan and there's no credit check. That's the best part to me because I remember back in the day, we used to have to run your credit. You used to be worried about that. So earning to me is the perfect solution for those in a pinch at, the, at a time like the holidays like this. You can get your money. You don't have to wait weeks to get it and you don't have to check your credit. It's a win-win across the board. Promotional consideration furnished by earning. All right, let's get back to some more topics. 
Beyonce recently shared how she is in a different point in her life. She said, it's the best time of my life. I thought I was there at 30, but nah, it's getting better. Life is getting better. I spent so much of my life as a serial people pleaser. And finally, I don't give a blank. I want to ask y'all, do you ever go, you know, get to a point in your life where, did you ever go through your life and feel like you were a people pleaser? Did you ever have that phase in your life is what I should say. And what made you change that, Al? Have you ever been a people pleaser? Oh, absolutely. I'm still a people pleaser. I mean, that's just a love language for me. I like seeing people smile. I like seeing people happy. I like seeing people um, um, enjoying whatever it is, especially when you're around me. Um, I am proud to say, though, that I don't rely on other people to please me. And I think that's what separates the people pleaser side from what Beyonce is talking about. Like, I don't look for people to validate me and make me happy. But I get a lot of pleasure out of pleasing people in general. All right. Q? I mean, I think we all um, go through a people pleaser phase. I know for me, uh, my own lack of confidence and my own insecurities. Um, I went through a wanting to be accepted thing, like do, doing anything to be a part of the crew, a part of the clique, a part of the cool kids. And then, you know, as you get older or you gain access to the crew, you realize I played myself. To you know what I'm saying? Then you get a little more oomph about yourself. Uh, as far as now, um, you know, another point I wanted to make too: Beyonce getting in the business early during her developmental phases of life can make you a people pleaser too. Being in this business, and Claudia and Al, you can attest to it. It can make you go one of two extremes: you can either be a people pleaser, or you can be somebody like me who is just has you know metal armor on and really don't give much of a damn about people. And that that's kind of where I am these days. I really don't care. In order to maintain sanity being in this position you really can't care or put too much stock in other people's thoughts feelings and opinions about you so when i was younger but now people can kiss my ass <laughs> um absolutely people pleaser you know growing up my mother used to do bend over backwards for everybody else you know i remember we didn't have much money i remember she loaned someone 500 dollars back in the 90s that was so much money and they never paid her back and i i vowed to never be like that when i got older and i'm even worse than her. Um, I wish I, sometimes I wish I could fix it, but then I also feel like that's also a good thing about me because I do care about other people. You know, definitely in relationships, I've made other people feel more, you know, I put them at ease more than I had myself be at, at ease. And I want to stop doing that, um, but I, it's probably going to take some therapy <laughs> at this point. <laughs> All right, keep it locked because coming up next, Natalie Nunn may not be as wealthy as she shows off. And later we have a question for our soulmates about intimacy. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Fans spotted Natalie not on a Spirit Airlines flight and called Natalie out for not being as rich as she claims. The woman wrote, world is really so small. This broke bitch flying Spirit. Bam. What is your take on this? And do you think this means you're broke because you took one flight on Spirit Q? So here's the thing, right? And, and Natalie clarified it. She was taking a trip from the Bay Area to L.A. It's a, a quick flight. I mean, I think it's practical for anybody if you're just taking a quick flight to get on whatever airline you can in whatever seat you can. It's not a big deal, right? And I'm actually glad that Natalie is semi-smart with her money. But here is the problem, right? The problem is when a large part of your brand and a large part of your vibrato is about stunting on people, about the designer you wear and the jewelry that you have and the access and how I'm so rich and then I'm so that, you create an atmosphere where it's easy for people to want to tease and pick on you when they see you do regular people's stuff mm -hmm. because you're so boisterous and braggadocious when it comes to your money. Because, I mean, quiet as it's kept, uh, Kyle Richards from Beverly Hills Housewives ain't getting on no commercial flight to go 37 minutes. Paris Hilton ain't getting on. Ivanka Trump ain't getting on. So, you know, when you serving it up like that, Natalie, you got to serve it up like that the whole way through. 
If not, then just, you know, tone it down a little bit and act normal sometimes. And people wouldn't trip when you do normal people things. I think that's a very good point. Al, what do you think? So I'm going to I'm going to not disagree because he's right. Everything he said about Natalie is right. But let I don't think people understand how this flying thing works. You guys know I'm on a I'm on a plane 16 times a, uh, a month. And and Claudia, you should know this just as well. Sometimes you've got to get on the flight to get you where you're going because you're on a deadline. You're about to pick up a check in the other city. First class is sold out across the board, depending on the hubs that you're going through. So you got to get on that plane and you're going to get on any plane that gives you access to get you to your destination on time so that you can do your next gig so that you can get your next check. Now, she did say that it wasn't spirit. She said that it was actually Southwest. So I will say, as it relates to what Funky was saying, it makes 100% sense. But I never forget when I first started flying and I used to see celebrities sit in, 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 in under, I call it underclass. And I used to say, oh my goodness, why are you in underclass with me? Without really knowing it has nothing to do a lot of times with their economic status. It has to do with their convenience status and them getting somewhere because they have to get there. So I just want people to take that into consideration because you're going to, y'all know, I, I enjoy George flying first class, but if first class is not available and I know I got to get to a city, I will be sitting right next to you in underclass. I promise I will. And we can share my damn pretzels if you like. I'm going to keep it a buck. I never buy my own first class flight. If you see me on a plane in first class, I got upgraded from my pass, my companion pass that I have. Or I'm being flown in for a booking and they that's part of my contract. It's in my rider. I feel like first class is not what it used to be. Now, if I'm going overseas, of course, that's different, a long flight. But if I'm going to go from Dallas to New York or Dallas to Atlanta, which is an hour and 10 minutes, I'm not going to pay $800 when I could pay $150. Cause guess what? I actually live the life in real life with my house with my cars, with my jewelry, with my lifestyle. I'd much rather spend the money on my life than one hour in the air to impress someone that's on the same. I do like, I like Southwest. Now, Spirit does stress me out, and that is my absolute last choice because they be trying it. They're, this is how their seats recline. This is a regular, this is how it reclines, <laughs> right? That's it. That's all you're going to get with a Spirit. You mean like, those baby seats you sitting there? Because they're my half seats. The those tray are half is, seats. Right, the tray is about four <laughs> inches wide, so I, deep. So listen, I hate when people judge people for this kind of stuff. And if you are successful and you do work a lot, like we all travel a lot, it's not realistic, just like it ain't realistic for reality stars to be in design and stuff every day. It's not realistic when you do this every day or every couple right. of days. It's not. Right. So sorry. If you see me first class, someone's tricking off on me. I got a job or I got upgraded. And I, Claudia, oh, I like that tricking off on you part. Oh, yeah, that's happening. <laughs> Text me right now. Anyways, rapper Boot Games mother went off on him in a video for saying that she abused him as a child. Take a look. Bitch, you ain't honor me. You ain't honor me. If you was in my face, I'll rock your bitch. And you know I'm with this. You know I'm with this. She did it. <laughs> did it. She how 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 else would he know that you'll rock his before? She did it. She did it. She did it. How you mad about saying someone accused you of something? Then in the rebuttal, you say, I'm going to do what you just accused me of doing that I'm right. saying. It really she did. did it. That, I don't even know that lady. She's violent. She got impulse control. She was emotionally right. abusive, verbally <laughs> abusive, All physically them, uh... abusive. He looked like he used to walk around with pissy pamper. She, everything on the child protective uh, services checklist to take a child out of the home, she did. She has exhibited. She didn't even, no, even have no curtains. Well, she can I get, let me get to the other uh, part before you comment real quick, uh, Al, because I, I, I want you to react to this. Uh, Blueface's mother, Carlissa, had to chime in. Carlissa wrote, relax, mama. If you didn't do your job, he wouldn't be here. He would be a hater in the comments, wishing he had the same opportunity we gave ours. Um... I could do without that comment. I don't, I don't even want to address that comment. That comment don't make any sense to me. That's just somebody trying to ride the coattail or something. Not cute to me. Let's go back. If that woman behaved like that, right, publicly, imagine how she behaved 
privately with her son. And I watched his interview because after I watched her go off, I wanted to know what, what the heck is going on here. So I watched his interview. If anybody's interested, go watch his interview as he talks about the abuse. It's really good. He's calm. He's level-headed. He's 110% different than her. That young man has gone through some trauma in his life, and clearly we witnessed what it was today. Look at that look. Oh, she looks so mad. Damn. I commercial because that lady looked like she would beat our ass. I know. <laughs> I'm a little afraid. I don't want to say too much. She might whip all three of us. <laughs> Coming up, we have a question for our soulmates about intimacy. Stay tuned. <clears throat> Welcome back. All right, right y'all. When you're in a relationship, what are your favorite non-sexual ways to show intimacy? Do you have one non-sexual way to show intimacy? So this was the second story that I was super excited about. And so I, I, I am a, intimacy is everything to me. Um, I had a boyfriend one time who had dreadlocks, uh, me standing in front of him, helping him twist his hair. That was just like one of my favorites. Um, I love acts of grooming. There's nothing better than if like I'm in the bathroom shaving or something and you just come up behind me and like kiss me on the neck or just talk to me. Um, I love laying on each other, uh, exchanging each other's trauma or crying, like telling each other each other's secrets. Um, you cooking for me sends me through the roof, like saying, you know, what, let's not go out to eat. I want to cook. Um and talking, just overall, just just talking and sharing with somebody things that you won't share with anybody else. To me, that is what makes a relationship, not the sex, not the going out, but the, the, the talking and those intimate things. And just knowing when to touch, where to touch and how to touch. I love those. Mm -hmm. OK, Al. Yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> I think he, fucking fucking. He said all of them. Like, he's he's like, them all. So what, like, what is I can, that, that? You know what? That, that's because I got a man, honey. So <laughs> I, I just got to refresh the course. Oh, geez. Uh, oh, he got a man. He again. got a man today. Okay. Right. He so happy I, let again. me see. I, Claudia, I got to be honest. I just like the simple, like what Q said, the touch. I think the touch is really huge to me, whether it's like you sitting beside someone, you touch their shoulder, you touch their leg. Just acknowledgement that they're there is a very non-sexual act. But one that really gets me, and I'm going to tell you, this is one of the reasons that I said I do, is I love when someone asks me what I want to eat, and then they go in the kitchen and they cook it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And it's yeah. good. And then it's good. That's that a good one. That to me is the best non-sexual act of intimacy that you could ever give me. Um, those right. are all good ones, both of you. Um, I like um, if you play in my hair, like I love that. Like if you just like play with my scalp or just like you can pet me and I'm like putty in your hands and it doesn't even have to lead to sex. It actually is going to probably lead me falling asleep actually, mm. but I just feel so content and warm, you know, and me, I like to, I'm very much, I like to give massages and I do good ones where not the usual right. back legs. I get like your forearms and your hands and I'll put warm, I'll put lotion in the microwave, warm it up. So it feels really, really good. And then like, just go over your body and I'll give like scalp rubs to, to my, my guy. And I do like, and I of course love to cook and all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm also someone that would just go take the initiative. If I know you need something, I'll just go purchase it for you and, you know, have it. I like surprising you, stuff like that. And like, I'm that, I'm that person too. It's so fun. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Akila Moon says Funky's got a man at home. Yeah, he in a good mood this week, ain't he? Look at him. He's back smiling. I grouchy like he was the last few weeks. I don't know what the hell was going on. Uh, all right. A few unknown uh, adults recorded a toddler drinking liquor straight from the bottle. Watch this clip. Man. This is good, see? So ghetto. Um, the fact that grown ups are laughing at a baby drinking that that looks like an alcohol, like a vodka, like a strong. That's not like a a wine or a beer. Like in Italy, young younger kids can drink a wine a little bit. They they let them sip on it. That is hardcore liquor, right? That's that's. What do you think about that, uh, Funky? 
you know, it, it's very hard for me to look at a, a, a black child and be an advocate of CPS taking that child away from its parents. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that those parents probably do love that child and that child probably, you know, is in a loving household, but it's simple, stupid that'll cause a child to be taken away from its parents permanently. This is not funny. It's a poor decision. What's funny is when we see the videos of families being at IHOP and they give the child a lemon wedge. That's funny. You give the child something salty or you give the child hot sauce. That's funny. This is bona fide child abuse. And if the child got taken away from you guys, it'd be justifiable. And why they film it and post it, Al? What do you think about this? Well, you know, at first I had the outrage like you guys, and then I couldn't be judgmental. I'll never forget my first time trying alcohol. My dad gave me a beer when I was about seven years old. I'm not proud of that. But for some people, that is a rite of passage. And if we really think about it, in the state of California, this is not illegal, and this isn't a CPS situation because in the state of California, if a parent or guardian in their private location wants to give a child under the age of 21 a drink, they definitely have the right to do it. So although wow. this is crazy, although this is insane, cause that is hard liquor. If we're talking about legality uh, in the state of California, technically they didn't do anything illegal. But they mean a, a child, I, I get a child, like a seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 40, 50. Yeah. But that kid's like two. Yeah, I have, no pro I have no problem with what your dad did with the beer. I have no problem with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Man. Claudia, did you drink early being Italian? Did you drink wine in your household? I'm sure she had to. Um, They let us taste it. And again, I, I didn't grow up with my Italian side. So it would be, you know, I, I first went to visit them when I was, I think, I think I got my first passport stamp. I was four, I think. I went to Italy. And I think they gave me, I think I sipped it, but not at four, like later on. Mm -hmm. But it was never like, I was never having a cup and damn sure wasn't having no vodka, mm -hmm. you know? But I make up for it now. Hey, hey, hey. I want to thank Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for being here and doing their thing. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Hit that like button when you rewatch it tomorrow. Stay tuned for Crockett's Corner. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye, Phil. Hey, people, coordinate tonight. Have a good night. Bye, Bye.